Hey there. The holidays are here, so it's good to know Fred Meyer can save you some time with free pickup on all your fresh favorites. Whether your traditions call for a hearty helping of juicy ham, ample apple pie, or Aunt Sue's legendary twice-stuffed stuffing, Fred Meyer has got you covered. So order for free pickup at fredmeyer.com or the app and get more time to get your holiday on when you grab your groceries curbside. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Welcome to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we educate and inspire people to live fuller lives through mindful practices. Let's get started with your host, New York Times contributor, leadership advisor, sought-after keynote speaker, the author of the Amazon hot new release, Everyday Mindfulness from Chaos to Calm in a Crazy World. She's smart, strong, sassy, and a trendsetter in the field of mindful leadership. Your host, Holly Duckworth. Welcome to another fun and fantastic episode of the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we explore what does it mean to live mindfully in a world that often tells us to be mindless. And it is a great privilege to bring a newbie to podcasting to the show, someone that I have known for 20 plus years, which means we're not getting any older, Rick. <laughs> this is a my friend, the CEO, the chief teacher, um, officer of our Marion Solutions, my friend Rick Weaver. Thank you so much for saying yes to this new adventure. Thank you, Holly. It is an honor and a privilege to be here with you. So thank, thanks for asking me. So on the mindfulness show, we often start out with the same question with guests, which is, what does mindfulness mean to you? So in all honesty, I have to tell you that the, even the term mindfulness has only been kind of present for me um, within the last, I don't know, five to seven years or so. But in my kind of research of it, my embracing of it, I really, for me, mindfulness is really simply about being awake and alert to the present moment, as opposed to being asleep and unconscious. So really just kind of focusing in on the present moment and what what's happening right now in my life. So when we were exploring, I mean, there's a whole library of shows you and I could do together. And we we're talking about a, a focus area. One of the areas that, that we really connect on is this idea of deep friendships in a disposable world. Sadly, with the advent of social media, you, you know, Click in your friend, click in your unfriended, all of those things. And I, I wanted to explore with you, how, how do you use your mindfulness practice in building your relationships? Our relationship has transcended time and space and geography and, and all of these things. And not everybody has the deep friendship that we have. And how, how do you use your mindfulness practice, not only in our friendship, but in all of the friendships? Because you have friends in a variety of different segments of your life. Absolutely, I do. And, and allowing mindfulness to be a part of my, my friendships, um, for me, means that it requires me to ask myself how I'm showing up in this moment to that friendship. Um, I have had so many friends, uh, colleagues that have turned friends, but uh, friends over the course of my almost 60 years that have shifted and changed and I am called on a regular basis to ask myself how I'm showing up to that friendship. Uh, 
it's not easy for me to, because I have such a large network of people in my life, for me to stay present and, and um, alert to every single one of those friends. I mean, I have over 5,000 friends on Facebook and let's just all agree that not all of them are real friends, but I have a lot of people that as I was looking through my list the other day, there's a lot of people in there that I do want in my life. And I have to consciously be aware of what am I doing? How am I being today and showing up to those friends? Sometimes I do really, really well at it. And sometimes I fall flat on my face, honestly. (laughs) Well, and that's one of the practices over the years that I've seen you do that I don't know that a lot of people do, which is at least for the last few years, at the end of the year, generally kind of that week between Christmas and New Year's, you you have a practice where you really go through those lists of people and I'm going to say sit with the energy of them and say, you know, am I serving this person? Are they serving me? How, do, how does that work for you? Because I believe it's added to the richness of the garden of the friends that you have. I am so glad you brought that up. I don't I think of it through kind of throughout the day, throughout the year. But when I do get to the end of the year, I always want to go through that process of sitting and looking at how am I showing up to this, to this group of people and how are they showing up to me? Um, And I do go through and I, for lack of better words, unfriend, delete, remove, bless and release um, those people that I don't believe we're serving each other. Um, So, and each year it's a different number. Um, Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less, but it all comes down to the responsibility that I believe I have to them and to this world. Social media is so, it's become such a thing today that I don't, it would be very easy for me to just say, oh, they're friends, whatever, move on. But my friendships are important to me. Um, my How I show up to each relationship that I have in this world today is important to me. And I don't take it lightly. So I do go through the process of doing that. And it's a matter of really how am I showing up um, to them today? How can I show up? And it all starts from that place of knowing who I am, know, uh, my being, um, and being able to know that truth um, because I can't be, I can't be all things to all people and, and my friends can't be all things to me, but I do believe that as long as I'm alert and aware and present to this moment, I can look at that, do an honest assessment of that um, and not be afraid to, to bless and release some folks if it's time to do that, I guess. So I really like what you were saying there about knowing who you are easy to say (laughs) and there's a mindfulness practice for you in that and as I was prepping for the show I was kind of thinking about what is it that that are teaching moments that allow our friendship to be a teaching moment and I I it's not only knowing who you are But one of the things I'm most grateful for our friendship and that I hope that the listeners can take from this is also that state of grace to become within the friendship. When we met, you may have put the label on you, I'm a New Yorker. And that might have been a lens by which our friendship started. My first trip to New York was to come see you on Broadway. And yet 
over the value and the consciousness of our friendship, you've changed that label and certainly others along the way. And you've allowed me to do the same thing. You know, I came to you, I was, I was a Portlander. I was a convention person. Then I was an MPI person and I did meetings. So help us maybe think about that as, as a point for you. I mean, how does you looking through the lenses of your own becoming help you cultivate these long-term friendships? Because you're not the same person, neither am I, that we were 20 years ago, but yet we're still growing in our friendship. Absolutely. And it's, it's a great question. Um, one of the things that I have found, um, I consider myself a seeker. If you want to talk about labels, I consider myself a seeker. And one of the things that I have um, become really strong, have a strong belief in wanting to seek more and is this belief of this, this understanding of this awareness of who, what is the truth of who I am? And one of the things that I am doing, I am, as you know, I am actively involved in a unity church, the center of unity in Grapevine, Texas. And I have the honor and privilege of being on their lay speaker team and being on that team allows me the opportunity to be able to deliver the morning message uh, and our Sunday morning service uh, periodically throughout the year. And actually I am delivering uh, a, a, a talk uh, on Sunday, August the 25th of this year in about two weeks, two and a half weeks, whatever. Um, and the, the topic of that, the title of that talk is titled your to-do list versus your to-be list. And in that talk, I am going to talk a lot about what a to-do list is and how we oftentimes use to-do lists in our daily life to check things off, to get things done um, so that we can feel better about ourselves. And one of the, 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 the main points of interest in this talk is going to be about shifting that awareness from doing to being, creating, instead of focusing on creating to-do lists throughout the day and the importance of a to-do list throughout the day, that we consider the option of creating a to-be list. And before I can ever create a to-be list, I have to know, I have to begin looking at and being willing to reflect on the truth of who I am. Um, I was looking back and um, actually was doing some work on that talk this morning and one of the things that popped out, and if you don't mind, I'm going to read you just a quick snippet from that talk that actually speaks to your question. Do you mind if I do that? Well, please do. So from the talk, many of us walk around each day thinking a variety of things such as, quote, I want to make lots of money. I want to have lots of loving and loyal friends. I want men or women to find me sexy and appealing. I want a wildly happy love life. What I'm finding is to get lots of money, friends, and love, I need to act in ways that attract more money, friends, and love. What qualities in my life do I need to improve that will attract successful life results? Am I being disciplined, organized, warm, loving, patient, self-loving, intuitive, calm, and a whole list of things? Am I being those things in my life today? I'm finding that my identity will always determine my destiny. Who I think I am and who I actually am will always, it will affect how we choose to do this to-do list throughout the day. And most importantly, will 
provide me the answers to how the world is going to respond to me. So if I am focusing on, if I want more successful friendships in my life, more loving friendships in my life, or, or just more friendships in my life, what am I doing on a daily basis on that to-do list to attract more friends in my life? How am I showing up to be the very best friend that I can possibly be? And, and, in, and in a conversation about mindfulness, it is so incredibly important that I am aware of how I'm doing it in this moment, in this present moment. Um, but as we all know, it's, it takes practice. And just as a spiritual, any kind of spiritual practice, any kind of business practice, um, or any kind of physical practice. I go to the gym to strengthen my, my physical muscles. I go to spiritual centers to strengthen my spiritual mus muscles. And in the same way, I must go to this present moment on a daily basis to strengthen my mindfulness muscles and allow myself to show up to this moment in the very best way that I can and know that that's going to be changing throughout each and every moment, each and every day, each and every month, week, year, throughout my life. Um, I hope that that's kind of a long-winded way to answer your question, but I hope that answered your question. Rick, that's, that's a beautiful, beautiful response. And what you may not know is often in the show, at the, the midpoint, we ask our guests to, to bring us a question to deepen our mindfulness practice, because we know in the questions, there's a natural sense of the answers. Then you've used a question three times in the show, and um, it's, how am I showing up? And so I want to invite our listeners as we go to the break to sit in that question mindfully yourself. How am I showing up? We'll be right back after a short break. The Everyday Mindfulness Show is brought to you by Leadership Solutions International. Are you hosting an upcoming conference or convention? Or looking for a speaker to provide inspiration and motivation? Would you like your audiences to know what you know as a listener of the Everyday Mindfulness Show? Check out Leadership Solutions International for more on mindful leadership keynote offerings, on-site mindfulness information centers, and trainings. You are listening to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, and we are here with Rick Weaver talking about the power of long-term mindful relationships and the power of that relationship starting with yourself as a magnet to attract more of the types of relationships that you want in your life. And one of the, the things, Rick, that we are able to do um, over long-term friendships, generally more than short-term friendships, is support friends through challenging times. Could be financial, could be a learning, could be a job change, maybe a health transition. And both of us right now are, are so blessed to be able to companion friends through a cancer journey. And I'm seeing a lot more people going through challenges. It may be a loss of a pet, it may be you know, their own health challenge or they're losing a parent. So I wanted to use this second part of the show to, to have a conversation about what have we learned that could help people become more comfortable with supporting their friends in these times of challenges? Because some of us, we just don't even know what to do when somebody come, calls us and says, my mom just died, or I have to have a health challenge or, or that. 
what are your thoughts on, on this as a, somebody who's in it with me all the time? It's a great question. Um, and as you mentioned, I am going through uh, uh, an opportunity right now to be present and uh, with a friend of mine who is, uh, who is diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And it, I remember he reached out to me and asked me if I would come and sit with him on his first day of cancer, uh, actually on his second day of treatment as chemo treatment. And I remember feeling so incredibly honored that he asked me to come and sit with him while he was taking his chemo. But then I had this, this immediate fear of what do I do? What do I say? How do I show up to him in this moment? And so uh, because I was kind of stressing out about it, I actually reached out to my mom or my stepmom who has gone through multiple uh, cancer treatments and chemo treatments and radiation treatments. And I remember, and I just called her and I said, mom, um, so I have this friend who has asked me to come show up and just sit with him as he takes his chemo treatment. And I, what do I do? What do I say? And, and I was just kind of like freaking out. And, and she was just, she was so, she was so wonderful. She said, just be there, just sit. And be there. Let him be the one to kind of guide what it is that you are going to do. Get let him be the one who's going to show you and and kind of help you be there for him. Let him be the one to to let you know how much he wants you to know, as opposed to kind of like because I walk I will walk in with a myriad of questions you know, like okay so what is the diagnosis what do you know what how long do you have to do this you know what all of these questions that I as a supportive individual have and want to be loving and kind there with him um, and my mom just said just be there just get quiet, take a big deep breath, say a prayer before you walk in and just be there and let him show you what he needs. And so that's what I did. And it was beautiful. And interestingly enough, all of the questions that I had had walking into the hospital room um, by just keeping my mouth shut and just allowing it to unfold as it unfolded, um, he gave me everything I needed to know. So I think the answer or the tip or trick or whatever is just to just just be quiet and, to, and let it be there. I had this similar experience at the beginning of, of the year, and, and thank you for your authenticity because all of that, that mind unraveling of doing and doing and doing um, really speaks to the fact that you live this message. And you know your talk next week on your to-do list versus to-be list, we, as people who practice living mindfully, having that grace, to accidentally fall in the doing, okay, I've got to have this number of things to do while I sit in the cancer treatment and I've got to ask these questions and do these, like, like to have that grace, like, okay, I fell into the doing and then when I, when I had people in my life to remind me to fall back into the being and we get to do that for other people, we deepen those friendships over time. And when this particular friend came to me and asked me that, that same question, this wasn't somebody that I had had a very long-term friendship with, but I too was, was honored and, and humbled and fell off my little mindfulness wagon there for a minute. But over this short friendship, we've developed a much deeper and longer friendship by just exactly those words. The first word you used was be present with. And so, if you're listening to the show and you're going through through something, we hope, you know, Rick and I together that using that be present with 
listening skill that we don't often hone in a world of talk, talk, talk and noise can help you either deepen a long-term friendship or maybe even take a new friendship in a short time to a deeper level. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think one of the areas that I get can easily get lost in in a day is is how to how to be present with and it's i recently started a new practice um in when someone comes to my mind um whether i'm driving down the road or i'm sitting at my desk or i'm walking down the sidewalk if someone comes to my mind i believe and i embrace the fact that they have come to my mind for a reason i stop what i'm doing well, if I'm driving, I don't stop, but I stop what I'm doing and, and I actually reach out to them. And I was driving down the road the other day, uh, night before last, and I was just, I think I was coming home from a meeting and um, a dear friend of mine crossed my mind and I hadn't talked to her in a little while. And so I just, because I can, I pressed the little talk button on my steering wheel and said, call such and such. And when I called her, I got her voicemail. And in the voicemail, the only thing I said on that voicemail was, hey, just wanted you to know I was thinking about you and I hope you're doing well. Have a great day. And I didn't even encourage her to get back with me. All I wanted to do was to be present enough in that moment to identify and to honor the fact that she had come into my consciousness and I reached out, left a quick voicemail and moved on about my day. Um, and I think I got a text from her the next morning or something, but the bottom line is I'm getting into the habit of doing that on a regular basis right before this podcast, as I was preparing to get ready to, to be here with you today, I saw a picture of my sister on, uh, that I have on one of my shelves in my dining room. And right before I, right before we got online with you, I just sent a text. I took a picture of that picture texted it to my sister. And all I said was, love you, sis, and put a heart emoji. And she immediately responded back with love you too. I think, how do I, how can I take those common, those very kind of subtle things that happen in my mind every single day where my relationships are concerned and use them to my best benefit and to their best benefit. And something as simple as just, if they come to mind, reach out in that moment has been a really, really great tool for me. Well, Rick, I can often hear the, hear the listeners, like they kind of come through me as, as we're recording a show and earlier it came, came in and it's coming in again. So I'm, I've got to say it. Okay. But what do I do about this? Like, I'm just too busy for friends. I mean, Rick, come on. People are listening to the show. They've got a family. They've got a full-time job. They're coaching the soccer team. They're doing, you know, they're doing all of the life. And, you know, people say to me all the time, Holly, how do you have time to travel and do the things that you do? So what would be some tips on that? Like, I'm just too busy to have friends. You're, you're a busy guy. You're running a successful company. You're traveling. You, you gave us a couple examples. There are, there are other thoughts about like those, what, what can we say to those people when they come to you and they say, I'm just too busy for friends. Um, I don't know how to respond to, I'm too, to the statement, I'm too busy for friends. But what I can respond to is I can't eat the whole pie at one time. If I have, there's no way I can talk to 5,000 friends. There's no way I can talk to 100 friends. But what I can do is I can chunk it down. I can make it manageable in a day. And even if I only reach out to one friend a day, um, that's a whole lot more manageable. And, it'll, and it shows that I'm willing to show up to the possibility that I'm going to put some work into this. I'm, I'm a big believer in what I put out there, I get back. 
big believer in what I put out there, I get back. And so while I may not be able to have and to communicate or talk to as many friends in a day as I want to, chunk it down to smaller bite-sized pieces. And that seems to work for me. Great, great strategy. And thank you for sharing your examples of how you're really doing this. Like, I love this vision of the, the picture of, of the sister and the, the heart. I might be borrowing that one a little bit later today. <laughs> So, Rick, we're so excited that um, you're going to be speaking here August uh, 25th at the Unity Center. You're working um, with your partners to make that technology available for people. And the talk title is Your To-Do List Versus Your To-Be List. And if you're a listener and you're inspired, um, as soon as we get the show up and we have that information, we are going to include it in the show notes and in the link. And if you're listening to the show before, uh, make sure that you, you mark your calendar for Sunday to listen. Uh, but I also want to let you know that Rick is so open to teaching opportunities. He and I, over the years, have had the opportunity to facilitate strategic planning retreats and conversations, and now he's leaning into speaking, and I'm, I'm nudging him again for that book, <laughs> but, uh, but we want you to um, have access to the entire suite of offerings that Rick has, so make sure you check him out at rmarionsolutions.com. And if any of the work there speaks to you, um, drop him an email. Um, he's always excited to, to build custom programs for associations, corporate, and nonprofits to really build relationships that last over time. So, Rick, before we let you get back to your office, any last-minute thoughts for our listeners? The only thing that I will say is, is that I am incredibly grateful that I have friends like you in my life who are on the same journey, on the same path, and support me in that journey as well. So thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of the show today. You're absolutely welcome. We hope you'll come back many times. Remember, mindful matters, and so do you. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more mindfulness every day, visit everydaymindfulnessshow.com and download the three-day challenge and experience the ABCs of mindfulness. Mm-hmm.